Chase. Laura Curran joining us live. It's Cut to the Chase with Laura Curran on 77 WABC. All right, so uh, before we get to Paul, I just want to say I was speaking with Diego and Ryan and Krista, Christian behind the glass. Uh, three young guys who are smart enough. They're smart consumers. They don't have the TikTok app on their phone. I like that. See, there is hope for young people. Uh, okay, Paul, Paul Pontieri, mayor of Patchogue. Welcome to Cut to the Chase. Well, it's always a pleasure talking to you. All right, so uh, I don't know if you've been listening to Curtis Sliwa these past couple of days, but he's kind of making fun of Patchogue. Uh, saying, you know, because Kathy Hochul came there to unveil her housing compact uh, to create 800,000 new units of housing throughout the state. And he's like, yeah, people are going to go to Patchogue like they're going to the Hamptons, fat chance. And I'm saying to him, dude, Curtis, you got to go to Patchogue. You're going to love it. The breweries, the restaurants, the art, the theaters. Uh, And you, Paul Pontieri, mayor of Patchogue, for more than 30 years, have become kind of the poster child and your village has become the poster village out there in Suffolk County of how to do density with community buy-in and how to do it right. Um, and that's, that's not easy in the suburbs. You accomplish something that no one really could do that well before. And we've seen other uh, mayors in Farmingdale, Rockville Center, Westbury, other places that have kind of copied what you've done getting that local buy-in, being persistent in the face of the NIMBY folks, and having a proven record. Uh, now, first of all, congratulations on that. And, and what, does it feel, what does it feel like to be the poster child of transit-oriented development done right on Long Island? Well, you know, it's funny. I took this job 20-odd years ago and was a trustee for 10 years. So I had that 30 years in. Born and raised in Patchogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, as to what it was like when I grew up, and it was about people, about young families moving into the community, being part of the community. And I think that that's what you got to look at. What do you want to be? You want to be a community of families. You want, And the only way you're going to have families is to put housing in place that they can afford to come in at the beginning and maybe then buy a home over time. Um, and we started building housing. We didn't, we didn't have – you know, these crazy charrettes that they have where somebody says, I want an old Navy, I want a Gap, I want a – those things come with success. Right. Success. Right. Yeah, the complaint is, why don't we get a Starbucks? It's not fair. We should have a Trader Joe's. It doesn't just happen. They come where there are people who will go to those places. Now, Governor Hochul uh, earlier la- this month came to Patchogue to unveil – to really tout her housing compact and – you know, she said that local leaders are driving this process, which is important because you do need the local leaders to drive this process. But I feel like she walked into a bit of a buzzsaw, uh, potentially unknowingly. And, the, and the, the pushback on Long Island and in some of the other suburbs as well, uh, specifically to the part of the compact that would take away local zoning control from the supervisors and from mayors like you uh, – There were a lot of people out there angry, a lot of supervisors and mayors, Republican and Democrat, uniting, (laughs) kind of like I was talking earlier in the hour, like Biden and Trump uniting over banning TikTok, uniting against this housing compact. And I I almost felt like I was watching a horror movie when she was announcing this, you know, and and, and you're like, no, don't go in the house, because I know Long Island and I know the sensitivity to local control. You really can't mess with that. And... 
you can have success with density. I am a big fan of transit-oriented development. You know, I I think we should have more affordable housing. I think we should have transit-oriented. I think we should have walkable communities like you've done in in Patchogue. But you have to go with the grassroots. You have to start local. It takes time. It takes hand-holding. Um, and that the resentment about this being imposed from Albany, from on high, is is visceral. Uh, did you have a chance to to give her advice, to say anything like well, that to her, and and was she receptive to it? What I said to her at, at, towards the end of it is, I said, "Listen, I don't want to be an adversary. No, I want me neither. We need to partner in these things. We need to be work together to make them happen. You know, one of my thoughts was as, as we talked about." Um, Transit-oriented developments. If I was in her shoes, you've got the South Shore Line, Patrick to, Mon- you know, to Montauk, mm-hmm. Montauk. You got Hicksville out to Oconcoma, and you got what goes to Port Jefferson. If if they did surveys, and you've been on the train enough times to look out the window and look at junkyards and vacant buildings and all the properties, the vacant properties. Oh yeah. How that space could be redone to be so amazing and, and helpful and useful and beautiful. Survey that. Go back to those communities and say, listen, you have three acres of property right along the train station. Some of it's contaminated. We'll work with the DEC with you. And if we estimate on that property taking care of parking by your zoning code. Mm-hmm. You can build 100 units. We'll give you enough money for that 100 units. So we'll give you money for the 100 units in, in the sense that so you can build 25% of it is affordable. So you're not forcing affordable housing down their throat. What you're saying to them is we're going to partner with you to build that. We'll work with the DEC if the pro- properties – but take those properties that in every one of these communities along the, the railroad, there are properties that are old warehouses and – you know, e-industrial properties. Yeah, you know. that can be re and 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 allow the community to be to be part of that visioning. Exactly, but but offer the funding necessary, and yeah. Well, it, speaking it of funding, uh, it, it's at, it, so I should point out uh, that the legislature, both the Senate and the Assembly, have pushed back against this in their one house budget bills. The governor has yeah. put this housing compact actually in. Her budget, so it's going to be voted on with the whole, the whole Michigas of the whole budget. Whereas it might make sense to have this be a standalone piece of legislation that legislators could vote on outside of school funding and emergency funding and all of the other stuff that's in the budget. I, I went to a New York conference of mayors, yeah, on their executive board, and I spoke a couple times during it. And my first comment was, is the fact that it's in a budget bill. Right. It's in a budget bill that on one side has $750 million worth of school aid, and then on the other side has a housing compact. They're, they're saying to those legislators, you got to pick, pal. Yeah, because we're, we're, every legislator – and by the way, I'm speaking with Mayor of Patchogue, Paul Pontieri, on 77 WABC. I'm Laura Curran, and this is Cut to the Chase. You know, there's 10% increase in budget in uh, school spending. Of course, legislators want to take credit for that. They don't want to not. They want to. They want to vote against it. So it puts them in a difficult position. You're, you're asking them to go against the leadership in the municipalities for the sake of the schools, which is, you know, and I understand 750 million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. 
But politically, it puts them in a real bind. The other thing that's in this housing compact is money for infrastructure to help downtowns come about, Uh, you know, whether it's sewage or drainage or whatever infrastructure they need. Uh, To me, it seems like it's nowhere near enough. Uh, It's $250 million in infrastructure money. If you just want to put sewers in the ground around Hempstead Harbor in Nassau County, that would be twice that. It would be... $500 $500 million. So that money statewide is going to be spent before you can even blink an eye. It, you know, it's almost insulting that they, they put that in like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they said a maximum of 250 could be asked for, that's one is one number. But to say that's the total from right. to one. And, you know, we live on Long Island where there's sewage issues, drainage issues. We flood the storms, they're getting worse. And, you know, that's just Long Island. Think about the whole entire state and all of the infrastructure needs around around the whole area. You know, the, the other thing, too, is I, I didn't say this to her, but I, I've said it publicly, is that it's 1% upstate and 3% downstate on Long Island. You know, if you go 25 miles north of the Bronx, you got more cows than people. Yeah. You go 25 miles east of Queens, you have more cars than people. I mean... That's true. If you think about it, you know... Yeah. Where, where do you have and they say, well, people want to live on... Oh, people who have jobs in the city will go to those places where they can afford to live. And... Now, I've noticed that the governor is really pushing back against the pushback. She's just come out with a list of... Uh, last week with a list of 100 organizations that support her housing compact... I did not see a lot of politicians, uh, local elected officials, zoning folks, villages, nope. uh, supervisors of towns, mayors of villages on that list. Uh, and and my other concern is politically. So, you know, no secret, I'm a Democrat. I, I'm concerned that Republicans will be running against Democrats on this issue, even if they disagree with the governor, that it's going to hurt Democrats on Long Island even more than they've been hurt you know, after bail reform. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm the same. I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're not looking to pile on here. This is just the fact. No, it is. It is. And, you know, I have a great zoning board and I got a great planning board. Take what we do and look at how we do it. Don't think that you're going to get 10 people up in Albany that, that live someplace between, you know, Hudson Valley and Cayuga County. And they're going to, they're going to determine what's right for Patrick or yeah, and that's that's what what I hear. Yeah, well, it'll be so interesting to see what happens. Now you got the legislature pushing back both the, the Democratic-led Assembly and Democratic-led Senate. You've got local officials pushing back, uh, and I think her intention was good. We do need more housing. Uh, we do need more affordability. I love a walkable downtown. I don't like, even though I live in the suburbs, I don't like to have to take my car everywhere. Um, I love taking the train. I'm big into public transportation. So I'm all for these. And and when I was county exec, I would do everything I could to support transit-oriented development, you know, in in my capacity. Uh, So I I, I think her intention is good. I just think it was a, a clumsy way to go about it. And I feel bad saying that. Because I do want the the governor to succeed, but I just I gotta call it like I see it. Well, you know, I, I said just to uh, something to Kevin Law, and we were just talking yeah. this thing. So Kevin Law, if you don't know, he used to run the Long Island Association, which is the biggest business organization on Long Island. 
And I think he runs the REDC now up in Yes, that's right, the Economic Development Corporation. That's right. But, but I, I had said to him, I said, you know, we have this DRI, the Downtown Redevelopment Initiatives, or whatever the hell it is, and they, they get $10 million. What are they yeah, so this is, da- this is da- uh, towns uh, and villages get a million dollars if they have a good plan for their, ta- their downtown, and this was done under the former Governor Cuomo. But go yeah. ahead. It was $10 million. I think the Village of Amityville is working with it now. Why don't they have a housing revitalization initiative and give communities money you know, housing. you know, so you're talking about like more of a carrot and less less of a stick, which I think oh, yeah. makes sense. But I had a conversation with some of those regional plan folks, and they said, you know, the carrot's not really working. Maybe we need to use more of a stick. And, and you know, maybe that is a reason why this came about. Because, what, 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 all right, we're, if you're not going to do it yourselves, we're just going to take it. It would take all the zoning control away from you. And I, and I wonder whether you know, the Regional Planning Association out of the city and those organizations have gotten carrots. In other words, they're going to be the ones that are going to control us, and that's what they want is control, now that you say it that way. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think as just as Americans, we bristle at that kind of control. We like our local elected officials. Sure, everybody yeah. likes to complain about politicians, but we do like our local elected officials. That's why they, they win all the time. Uh, exactly. And, you know, you don't want to mess with that. You know, it's home rule. Taking home rule away from communities. Why why have a village? Why have a community? If we can't make decisions on what's right for our community. You know, we've had almost $800 million worth of new construction in the village in the last 15, 16 years. And probably 80 to $90 million worth of grants, federal, local you know, we've, yeah, so we've you're built- able to cobble together, working with developers, working with grants, working with the state, working with the federal government. You're able to cobble together the resources you need to bring this about. And it's not easy. I mean, it's a real uh, – it's almost like a, a house of cards. You need all of these pieces in a specific place or the whole thing falls apart. But that's something that you could do. You, you, you create the story of who you are and how you're going to get there. Yeah, it it just doesn't happen, you know. Um, we've got uh, we're going to be upgrading our sewer plant. We have one of the few sewer plants on the South Shore in Suffolk County, mm. and we're going from eight hundred thousand gallons to a million two. We went to the REDC, and what we said is we want to add four hundred thousand gallons, two hundred thousand that will stay in the village, and two hundred thousand that we can go east or west, East Patrick's, Bellport, Sable, Bayport. So the story is, give us the money and we'll use it for the greater betterment of, of the entire community. And then we get another three. So I needed twelve million, so now we get another three point five from Schumer. Uh, so we have the money we need. Yeah. But this, it's about the story that you tell. And when I say a story, what you're going to do with it, and how you're going to do it, and how you're going to make a better community out of it. Right. And each 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 locality has its own story that it wants to write. And you talk about sewage, and people say, "Oh, sewage, it's so boring." Actually, oh. if you don't have functioning sewage, you don't have a society, you don't have a community. Everybody's going to get cholera and die, and it's terrible. So it's really important. And when you are doing this one size fits all for all the communities. Oh. Well, we know there's a lot of communities that don't have sewers or or they are built on marshland. And if you build density on them, everything will crumble into the sea. 
you know, there's all these nuances for every community, and that's why the community buy-in is so important. Uh, and, you know, what? before I let you go, Paul Pontieri, mayor yeah. of Patchogue, which is the poster village of transit-oriented development done right, um, what would be your parting words of advice for the governor if you had her ear to say, to, to go back to the drawing board on this? To, to sit down and talk to the communities. If, you, if you're talking about transit-oriented developments, Take a look at what's along these rail lines because there's properties available, whether it's MTA properties, state-owned properties, privately-owned properties that need to be developed that are ruining communities. And anyone who takes the train knows exactly what you're talking about. You know, get off TikTok, look out the window, and you can see these spaces that can be redone and cobbled together and made into something new and beautiful and attractive. And not for nothing, it'll be good for the economy on Long Island as well. Paul Pontieri, go ahead. Yes, last word. I said, identify them, support them, show people how to use them, and and it'll work. Thank you so much, Paul. Uh, You did a tour with me back when I was a county legislator. I was I was really impressed. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that Curtis Lewa does a similar tour because I think he would be very impressed, and he's probably gonna want to buy one of those cute apartments out there when he sees it. Real quick, remind Curtis. Yeah. We had. Back with the Marcelo Lucero murder in 2008. Yes. He was in that, He I w- and his red, red Beret guys were wandering around town acting like they knew what they were doing. <laughs> I will absolutely tell him. Paul, thank you so much for joining you Cut to the it. Chase. I look forward to seeing and you. You come out and see me. We'll have lunch and wander around together. Sounds good. Let's hit the breweries. You got it, pal. Love it. In case you missed any of the show today, you can find Cut to the Chase as a podcast on WABCradio.com, along with all of the other wonderful shows here on 77 WABC. I'm going to talk to you uh, after the break, 800-848-9222. Are you a slave to TikTok or is Twitter your thing? Uh, And after the break, we're also going to talk to reporter Annie McDonough from City and State on the Hunger Games of the Casino Downstate licenses. Do you want a casino in your backyard? Is that another kind of NIMBY? Join us after the break. Cut to the chase.